Hello and welcome back to The Daily Royal, a podcast covering the daily events of all the European royal families. Today we are going to be talking about all of the events from Monday, March 8th of 2021. So I want to start this episode by breaking my cardinal rule. Um, I have pretty much guaranteed for the past year and a couple months that I would not talk about... uh, Prince Harry and Meghan Markle. And I stand by that for the most part. However, obviously yesterday was like a big thing. Um, If you live somewhere that isn't the U.S., honestly, a lot of networks are playing it over the next couple of days. Um, But there are tons of clips, and I'm sure it's somewhere, um, the interview that they did with Oprah Winfrey. So I just want to briefly talk about it, and I'm going to do it in a non- British royal family segment because it really doesn't have to do with that. Um, And it's more what I have to say is more focused on royals in general. So I'm going to do this in like the top of the podcast Um, because I I watched, I wasn't going to, and then I watched it. Um, And like, I'm not going to go into a lot of what I thought because that's not what this is, right? Like I don't, What I think about this, I don't want to matter. Um, Like, that's not an important thing to me that you all need to know. Um, But I wanted to briefly just address some things that I think are important from the interview and leave it at that. So, I am going to rely pretty heavily on my outline here because I wrote these thoughts down last night um, and I have flushed them out. So I just want to rely really closely on that because like I said, I don't want to go too much into like personal uh, thoughts and beliefs on like who said what, what was true, what was not. Like that drama is not my game, but I want to say this. Um, I have have two things to say, and I'm sorry, I'm already, like, floundering a little bit. The first is that every single person that I talk about in this podcast, while, yes, they hold a title and are incredibly recognizable around the world, um, especially in the British royal family, these are people. Yes, they have a title and they have enormous amounts of privilege and enormous amounts of notoriety, but they are people. And we don't, I and you do not get to put them in boxes we feel like they belong in. Um, When I talk about things that are more personal about these royals, I do it in a context that like humanizes them because I look at them as people. I hold them to ridiculously high standards, but that's because of the position they're in. But I also recognize that they are human and humans make mistakes. We do. Um, I make mistakes every day. These people make mistakes every day. So every single person that I talk about is a human being and like yes they are kings and queens and princes and princesses and duchesses and dukes and like yes I get that 
but they are people. So this whole let's put them in a box that they need to belong in doesn't really work, right? Like I don't fit in a perfect little box in my real life every day. Neither do you, I'm sure. Um, So like, I just want to start by saying that. The second thing I want to say, and I'm going to do a little um, trigger warning here again for suicidal thoughts. Um, I know I did one in yesterday's episode too, but uh, this one is very different. Um, So suicidal thoughts and behaviors, um, trigger warning here. In the interview, Megan mentioned, she didn't mention, they spent a very long time on, uh, for good reason, that being in the institution of the British monarchy was almost unsurvivable for her. And by that, she meant she was having suicidal thoughts, vivid suicidal thoughts, where she found she didn't know what a solution could be. She was pregnant. She felt that that would be the best solution for everyone. And it was heartbreaking. Um, This is the one thing I will give you my personal opinion on. This broke my heart. Um, just having those feelings and having those beliefs alone broke my heart. Um, I don't share this often. I was in a place very similar, uh, where I just didn't see a solution and suicide became my one way out. It became the solution. Obviously it was not. Thank God it was not. Um, But that's where I was. I was in a very dark place. And I wasn't. I'm not a public figure. I can't imagine. Um, So I wanted to say, like, that is not a joke. That is not anything that deserves criticism, conversation, none of it. If you... Are having feelings like this or if you are recognizing symptoms in somebody else that you know reach out reach out to your friends to your family to medical providers to random strangers um, I my website has a way that you can get in contact with me immediately um, I get notifications on my phone I am available for that um, I am a perfect stranger, but like sometimes that, and I've, but I've been here, I've been there. Um, Like there are so many resources, you know, here in the States, we have a crisis text line. In the UK, there's a crisis text line. There are so many options out there um, to seek help. Please do. Okay. That's what I want to say at the top. I know this was lengthy and rambly, but I wanted to get those two points across. These are real people. They have real feelings. 
and those are valid. Okay? So, with that in mind, we are going to continue on now with the rest of the episode. Um, and kind of as normal, just talk about the events. Um, and I'm not going to go too far into anything today. Um, I might, I don't know. I never know. Um, but I just wanted to, um, I don't know. These are always really hard transitions, so it's just going to be a sloppy one. Um, but let's go ahead and get started now with the Belgian royal family. For a Monday, no, yes, for a Monday. I don't really know what day it is anymore because I recorded on Sunday. That's unfortunate for me. Okay. Um, anyway, for Monday, today was surprisingly busy in the Belgian royal household. I was pleasantly surprised. So typically a Monday is just King Philippe will have his weekly audience with the prime minister and then their weeks really start on Tuesday. Um, however, there was like a ton of stuff happening today. And by a ton, I mean two additional events. Um, but the first is King Philippe held a telephone call with the president of Austria, where the two discussed the current COVID-19 situation, as well as any challenges with vaccination programs that the countries are facing. Um, found it interesting that the, the readout on this spoke about the challenges of vaccination instead of framing it in a positive light. Um, so I'll be completely honest, I don't really know how Belgium's rollout is going. Um, definitely don't know how Austria's is going because they're not a monarchy and I don't read their news. Um, but I haven't been reading a lot of news just in general, um, just as a way to like protect my mental health. Um, and... So I don't know what Belgium is facing in terms of challenges or anything like that. I know here in the States, like we definitely have a supply issue um, or did and, um, you know, kind of a, I don't want to say it's sloppy, but it kind of is sloppy in that like each state has different um, guidelines for who's being vaccinated and it's not very consistent so that's really hard to track um but that's you know here in the u.s i don't know what belgium situation is um, i'm a little familiar with spain situation but not even really um just because i i don't i don't know these things because i'm not reading a lot of news um but i did find it interesting that they um in the tweet in the social media post about it spoke about specific challenges um, so that was the first thing, and I'm kind of doing these in the chronological order they were released in. Um, and the next, King Philippe did hold his weekly audience with the Prime Minister. Um, this happens pretty much every Monday without fail, unless it's like a week that Belgium is on, basically like everything's on vacation. Um, 
And then finally, King Philippe held a virtual conversation with the art director for L'Ancre Chalereau, um, which is, I think, a, a theater. Um, I don't know. I tried to look up if there was like a trans, a literal translation for this, and there's not um, because it's the it's the name of something. So those don't always translate. Um, so I, I will frequently say. Uh, French or Dutch things because they're literal translations. Um, I don't even try with a lot of other languages, but French and Spanish I will, and sometimes Dutch. Um, but anyway, so they had a discussion about the impact that COVID-19 has had on theater and the cultural sector, which it's interesting because Philippe and Mathilde took like a, a tag team approach to um, culture Maybe during the summer, I think a lot of royals did, you know, when right before like the summer wave kind of snuck up on us. Sorry, my dog just tripped herself over her own leash, which cracks me up. Okay, sorry about that. Um, but kind of in the summertime, May to June, we all kind of thought like, Okay, the U.S. didn't, but, like, Europe kind of did think, like, okay, maybe this is it. This is, like, the end. Um, Spain held, like, a memorial service in June or something. Um, and then, you know, it's been terrible since. Um, and Belgium started going to things that were reopening, and the U.K. did. Like, everyone kind of took part in this, like, cultural reboot. And then... The next wave hit and everything just shut down again um which i mean we've all lived this right like it was great for a while and it was like relaxing kind of like it is right now um but like right now there's actually like full light at the end of this tunnel whereas before it was just like oh here's some headlights and then darkness again um but so it's interesting to see like what the approach will be this time as we're com coming out of it. Um, but I think this is a good start to have these cultural conversations, especially around theater um, and just go from there. So that's what was going on in Belgium. And now we are going to move on to the events of the day for the British royal family. So in the UK, like I said, we are going to talk just about today's events um, since we did the interview thing at the top. Um, so first we have today the Duchess of Cornwall took part in a video reception uh, with the organization Women of the World or WOW. Um, so Camilla serves as the president of Women of the World. Uh, there wasn't a whole lot released from this. I don't know if there will be a video tomorrow or something, um, but they just sent out like a basic picture today of that conversation. Um, but it is because, I can't believe I haven't mentioned this yet, uh, today is officially International Women's Day. I feel like I've, we've been talking about this for like days because the lead up was so intense for these royal families. Um, 
but today is officially International Women's Day, so a lot of the coming events that we're about to talk about from like everyone had a lot to do with that. Um, so Camilla took part in this reception to highlight the day. Um, and then also today, the Duchess of Cambridge took part in a conversation with, this didn't actually happen today. Let me rewind. The official conversation took part, took place a week ago on March 2nd. Um, however, the video of that conversation was released, um, between the Duchess of Cambridge and Jasmine Harrison. So Jasmine Harrison is the 21 year old who just broke the world record. Um, I think by being the youngest person and maybe her time even, um, to row across the Atlantic. So when I talked about this, when it was on the court circular last week, um, it would have been the event, the episode that came out on March 3rd. Um, but it's titled March 2nd, 2021. Um, I didn't believe that this is what the article that I had like quickly seen said, but it was. Um, so she is 21 years old and she rode 3,000 miles across the Atlantic. So I think she took off from Europe and sailed to North America or rode, not sailed, rode. Um, is that the right verb? She was like rowing, like a kayak type of situation. It was a very fancy looking kayak. Don't get me wrong, but like is road the correct term in that instance? Anyway, um, she and the Duchess of Cambridge had a really good conversation about um, tenacity and like setting goals and then just achieving them. Um, and Jasmine, who is all of 21, um, said some of the like greatest things that I have heard. Um, and maybe it was just like I was in that kind of like mood for encouragement or something today. Um, but she said like, don't look for what I'm going to do next. Start doing something yourself, um, to, to young people who look up to her, um, and just a way to like empower them to achieve their goals. Um, I just thought it was super powerful. Um, also like Kate was so cute because she was so invested. Like she was so into like finding out all the details of this trip. Um, it took like 70 days and like she was, Kate was just so fascinated about the whole thing. It was so fun. Um, and again, this was released because it is International Women's Day. Um, so they chose to highlight Jasmine today. Um, so that's what was kind of happening in terms of public facing stuff. So now I'm going to pull up the court circular for today. At least I hope to. This is always such a new process. Someday we'll get, I'll get used to this. Today is March 8th of 2021. All right. So, um, Today, Queen Elizabeth held a meeting with the Secretary General for the Commonwealth of Nations um, because today is also officially uh, Commonwealth Day. And um, so even though the service and stuff was yesterday, this, this week there will be a lot happening with the um, Commonwealth and just events like that. 
so that was at Windsor. Um, and then moving on to Clarence House, the Prince of Wales this morning held a meeting with representatives from the Duchy of Lancaster, uh, which is officially the Duchy of Queen Elizabeth. Um, she is, I think she's technically titled the Duke of Lancaster. Um, and so she, that's where some of her, like, I think where some of her income comes from. I don't quite understand it all yet. Um, so that was first. Next, Charles held a um, meeting with former Secretary of State John Kerry, who is now, oh, this is confusing, who is now the United States Special Presidential Envoy for Climate. Um, and it looks like they met in person. Um, that makes me feel things. Um, mostly prideful things, but also, why is John Kerry out of the country? <laughs> like, no comeback. Um, I just want to see if John Kerry has posted anything about this. So, Climate Envoy. Um, no, he is. He's officially on a um, trip to the UK. So he, wow, okay. Sorry, um, so much to say. I definitely should have looked at the court circular beforehand. Um, okay, so that's a piece of government that is doing its job. Yay, as an American, I'm thrilled about this. Okay, sorry, back to the court circular. Um, I was seeing if John Kerry had posted any pictures or anything about the event. He has not. Um, and then, like we said, the Duchess of Cornwall uh, took part in a virtual reception to mark International Women's Day via video link with uh, Women of the World. And it looks like that is what was going on on the court circular. Nothing from Kensington today. Um, so yeah, that is what was going on in the UK. So now we are going to move on to Denmark. Denmark today, I was surprised to see a couple of things when I um, first got on social media. I will say my social media journey today has been like intense. I've been on social media way too much today. I need to not do that again tomorrow. Um, but anyway, um, I was pleasantly surprised to see that Crown Princess Mary had posted a couple of updates. Um, so first, there was a new photo, there were a couple new photos released actually today. Um, but one was from uh, Crown Prince Frederick and Crown Princess Mary's summer photo shoot with their family. Um, and it was of Mary and Princess Josephine, who is the youngest of their four children. Um, and it came along with a story about how Josephine this morning was, saw, a newspaper headline about International Women's Day and um, asked, presumably her mother, what it was for. 
Um, and so Mary answers, like, it's a day to believe and trust to believe and trust that she can become and do anything she can do dreaming about that she can dream about without anyone or anything stopping her because of her being a girl. Never mind the fact that she's probably going to have to be a working royal the rest of her life, but I don't actually don't think she is. I don't know. Um, but, and then she just like accepted it and moved on. (laughs) Um, but I thought it was like a really cute story and a way (laughs) like, a sign of the times that, like, young girls, so I think Josephine just turned 10, I think her and Vincent are 10, um, and, like, she just took the answer and was like, well, yeah, um, but then Mary goes on to, like, talk about how it's not like that for every girl in the world, um, and International Women's Day has a different significance depending on where in the world you live. And then she went on to talk about her different events for the day. Um, So she took part in a couple of virtual meetings throughout the day, only one of which have been made public on the Danish Royal House's, like, social media. I don't even know if it's made it to the website yet, Um, but that was the virtual message or the message she sent to the Kivinfo? Kivinfo? I don't know. A virtual event to mark International Women's Day. Um, So she opened the, like, International Women's Day conference for this organization. Um, But I just, like, appreciate... We all know that I've had my challenges with Denmark um, this year. um, And I stand by those wholeheartedly. Like, this is part of the high standards that I hold royals to. um, Because it is literally their job to be amongst the people. Um, And I recognize that it is a job, but the Danish royals aren't showing up uh, publicly, at least. I don't know what they're doing privately in their offices and whatnot, but, like, publicly they're not showing up to work. Very, very little. Um, But one thing that I love throughout this year and really throughout the pandemic, and maybe they've always done this and I just never paid close enough attention before... um, doing this podcast was Frederick and Mary send out a lot of Instagram posts themselves, it seems like. So I don't know if there's like a social media team helping them. I'm sure there is, but like they do a lot of it themselves. Um, They write things, they share personal stories, they do that. Um, And I love it. It is a little um, weird because not a lot of other royal households do that. Norway's kind of the only other one that will sometimes do this, but like in Denmark, it happens a lot. Um, and I just like, I truly appreciate that. I think it brings a sense of realness and also like modernness to, um, the royal households. Like I wish this would happen more in other households, but like I think it's more acceptable in Scandinavia um, that their monarchies are becoming more and more open and more and more modern than a lot of other ones. Um, I'm not sure what that's about. Like, that's something we'll maybe dive into other than, like, Nordic people have a much different philosophy on life and are much more evolved. (laughs) They're much more evolved than Southern Europeans. Um... And I'm including the UK and Southern Europe here because they're south of 
the Nordic region. Um, but it is, I guess the exception is the Netherlands. Like they're pretty open, but their monarchy is very old school. Um, but like, I like the freshness and the modernness of Frederick and Mary doing their own Instagram captions. I don't know if that were to continue, but like, it's really cool for right now. Um, so that's what was going on in Denmark. So now we are going to move on to the Netherlands. Again, we have a couple of events in the Netherlands. So here's the thing, guys. Um, there's something in every country today, which I love, but also like I had that really long intro. Um, so it's going to be a longer episode, but like I kind of love that. So typically I aim for these to be between 30 and 40 minutes. It used to be 20 and 30 and then I got rambly. Um, and I, I found that I like it a little bit more when I talk like I am right now. So I do that. Um, but 35 minutes and rambling plus a long intro isn't always going to happen. I try, but that's five minutes per royal family. Um, and sometimes I talk more than that. Case in point. Okay. Um, so today, Queen Maxima took part in a couple of events uh, focused around, again, International Women's Day. So first, she took part in a webinar uh, a call to action for reaching financial equality about, um, well, literally financial equality between men and women. Um, and this was in her role as the UN Secretary General's Special Advocate for Financial Inclusion and Development. Now, they have the, I'm going to call it, I'm going to shorten it to the acronym now, which is UNSGSA. So UNSGSA has a YouTube account, um, which I literally didn't, did not know until today. Um, so podcast host fail there, but they posted it and I started to watch it and then something else came up. And so I stopped and I never, I'm just realizing that I never went back and watched it. Um, so I watched the introduction and about 30 seconds of Maxima's like speech, um, but I'll have it on the website, thedailyroyal.com, so you can definitely check it out. It's in English, which is lovely and so fun for me um, because, well, I don't speak Dutch. Anyways, I've um, thought about, like, Dutch is the next language I want to learn, like, as I'm learning Spanish, I want to eventually have like three languages down, um, aside from English. So I want Spanish, which I'm pretty good in, um, Dutch because Dutch is spoken in the Netherlands and Belgium. And then I also want to have one of the Scandinavian languages because then I can pretty much understand what's happening in every single Royal family. But the problem is Dutch is really, really hard. And a Scandinavian language, whether it be Swedish, Danish, or Norwegian, is equally as hard, if not harder, for me. Um, whereas, like, 
I've always had kind of a very basic elementary level of Spanish for as long as I can remember. Um, so that has been picked up pretty easily for me, but like Dutch, you have to form your words differently. And I swear my mouth doesn't work that way. Like, I don't know why, um, but I cannot get pronunciations in Dutch under control. Um, and it's not going to be any better when I go to learn Scandinavian. So I'm always thankful when Maxima does things in English or the royal reporters who follow her caption things in English because <laughs> I don't understand Dutch. And as much as I want to, I'm going to have a heck of a hard time learning it. So I appreciate when things are in English. Also, it just makes everything easier. I appreciate it when Spanish royals do things in English too, because then I don't have to think as hard. I don't know. Just, just as simple as that. Um, but yeah, like I said, I'll have that video of the converse of her little speech, um, uh, posted on the website, thedailyroyal.com. Um, and then also today, Maxima took part in a working visit to the Elance Academy, um, where, um, so Elance is a, a project for the Orange Foundation, which for now is, uh, King Willem and King Willem Alexander and Queen Maxima's, um, like their organization that they started when they were, um, Prince and Princess of Orange, which is the title for the heir to the throne is Prince or Princess of Orange in the Netherlands. Um, and obviously when, well, not obviously, but when they became king and queen, uh, their oldest child, Amalia, was, let's see, she'll be 18. They took to the throne eight years ago in April. So she was nine, maybe 10. Um... Yeah, she was nine when this happened. No, she was 10. I don't know. Anyway, she was nine or 10 when this happened. So like, obviously she wasn't gonna take on a foundation and they have been very focused on giving their children normal as lives as possible. Um, and so that doesn't mean that she's um, necessarily gonna take on the Orange Foundation when she turns 18 in December. I think these conversations are gonna start happening soon. Um, in terms of what her next steps are, because she turns 18 in December. She uh, completes her education, uh, what we would consider like the version of high school um, in May. So I expect these conversations will kind of start popping up soon about her future, but I don't know when that will be necessarily. Um, but so anyway, Alon's Academy is part of a project in the Orange Foundation, and they um, just had like a celebratory International Women's Day meeting, um, and I love the way they posed for pictures. So it was a digital visit, so Maxima was on a computer screen, and people would just pose with the screen, and I think it's adorable. It's my new favorite thing. Um, so that was just fantastic. I loved it. Um, so that's what was going on in the Netherlands, and now we are going to move on to Norway, where I will try and be as quick as possible, but good luck.
All right, in Norway today, Crown Prince Akun, who is still serving as regent, um, held an audience with the chief of the armed forces for uh, the chief of the armed forces operational headquarters. Um, there's nothing ever read out on these, which is fine, um, but I just always like to mention them. Sometimes I'll do something shorter, but then also um, today, Crown Prince Akun sent a message via Instagram stories and Facebook stories. I don't know what those are called on Facebook, but like they're, they look, they're Instagram stories just sent to Facebook too, because Facebook and Instagram are the same company. Facebook owns Instagram. So they link very nicely together. Um, but he sent this video message kind of celebrating International Women's Day or Women's Day as they were calling it in uh, Norway to, I guess, just like all the Norwegian women. Um, this comes after uh, an interview that he did where he talked about his mom and her work um, and also like the way she forged her own path um, in the royal family. So it, it was really interesting and um, definitely I read it through the lens of like everything that was heard last night during the interview. Um, but monarchies as a whole are typical, very, typically very conservative establishments in terms of the roles that they give out. Um, and the Norwegian monarchy before King Harald took over as king was very much stuck in its ways, which is interesting because it's a newer monarchy. Um, and by newer, I mean, it's like 200 years old or something, but maybe it's, it's younger than that. But anyway, it's, old but not ancient like the Danish monarchy or um, the British monarchy. But they were still very um, conservative and very traditional roles. And so he talked about how his mother, when she married into the family, kind of forged her own path and like made the monarchy um, an equal partnership as much as it can be for, um, now her and Harald. Um, but she didn't, um, have an example leading that. So Harald's mother died, unfortunately, before she ever got to become queen. Um, and so Sonia really took on a lot of that as crown princess. Um, and then as the transition was happening, um, and Harald became king, they modernized and it became a very equal um, partnership between the two and like how they um, take on issues. So you'll notice um, it's even happening now too, but like it is very normal for so Queen Sonia to be in on meetings with the foreign minister. Um, she has been present at several council of states over the past year Um she, I, I don't remember exactly the numbers from last year, but I think she had 
as many or more than Harold. Now, Harold was on sick leave a lot last year, so, like, I don't know what that's normally like, and this year is not going to be a good indicator either. Um, But it's... He talked about that in such a, a way, and then he also talked about how he himself considers himself to be a a feminist um and very much aware of women's rights which i think like was demonstrated perfectly a couple of days before when he took part in the gender equality conference um you know that is something he could have very easily given to his wife as a job um like here no you take this this makes more sense for you um but he didn't it was very much important for him to be there. And I think like that demonstrates his commitment to women, gender equality, um, and being, you know, a feminist, which literally just means women deserve the exact same as men because we're no less of people just because we're women. Um, and he took it on. And I think that's just very indicative of like who he's going to be as King, but also like who he has been through the entirety of his, um, term as crown prince and like just being a Norwegian person. Um, he's very mindful of all of that. So I just, I don't typically talk about interviews that, um, aren't mentioned on the Royal household website or anything like that, but I thought this one was really good. Um, and it, it's fitting. So I thought I would talk about it a little bit here. Um, but yeah, that's what was going on in Norway. Wow, you guys, this is going to be long. <laughs> okay. Because um, we still have two countries to go. So let's move on now to Spain. Okay, we're going to go through the Spain things kind of quickly. Um, there's not a whole lot to talk about, although I, that hasn't been a problem for any of the other countries. I still have found plenty to say. Okay, so today King Felipe held two audiences, but they were really important audiences. Um, when I say audiences, they literally just mean meetings, but because they're royals, they get cooler titles. Um So first he met with the president of Estonia, who is on a working visit to Spain for the two countries to celebrate 100 years of diplomatic cooperation. Um, So during this meeting, uh, it was King Felipe, the president of Estonia, um, the foreign minister for Spain, the ambassadors, um, the ambassador to Spain from Estonia and the ambassador to Estonia from Spain as well as I think someone on the president's like policy team, I think. Um, So they quickly met in in, like took public pictures and then they had an official meeting. And then after the meeting, um, King Felipe offered a lunch at the palace um, for the president and her um, guests. So that was the first thing. 
Um, and then later on in the afternoon, presumably after the lunch, uh, King Felipe held an audience with the incoming and outgoing presidents of the Elcano Royal Institute of International and Strategic Studies. So this is pretty much, it's a think tank um, that works to, um, basically serves as a place for um, analysis and discussion on current international affairs and specifically focused on how they apply to um, Spain. And so this, uh, it was established in 2001 with then the Prince of Astorius, who is now King Felipe, as the honorary president for the Institute. So he attends all of these board meetings and everything. Um, and I was thinking about this in 2001, Felipe had probably just turned 30. He was a little older than 30. He was maybe 33. Um, so this was still pretty early on before his marriage. Um, but like he had started taking on a lot more responsibility, um, in his thirties, like he kind of hit 30 and really took on, uh, Prince of Astorius duties before that. It was a lot of education, um, which is fine. And so this was kind of one of the first things that he was a part of in terms of establishing and like um, serving as honorary president. Um, the only thing really that he had done necessarily longer um, and since the beginning of the kingdom of Spain was um, the Prince of Astorius Foundation and awards and all of that. Um, so this obviously has like a long history. I mean, 20 years with the organization and with Felipe being honorary president. So, um, and then they just changed the president of the organ, the official president of the organization. So he met with both of them today. So that's what was going on in Spain today. Um, and now we are going to finish this off in Sweden. All right, guys, we made it to the end of this episode. Well, almost. We have to get through the Swedish events first, but there's not a whole lot uh, to be discussed on them. So we'll just quickly run through it, I hope. Um, but first, today, King Carl Gustav met with the two new appointed govern government ministers. Um, so there is a new minister in Sweden for international development cooperation. Um, and then a new minister for gender equality and housing. Tangent for just a minute. Can the U.S. get on having a minister? They're not called ministers, but like a secretary for gender equality. Can that be a thing anytime? Like, can we create a cabinet position for this now, please? Um, because every other country seems to have it and we just don't. Which doesn't surprise me anymore. It just annoys me. Like, because of course we don't have gender equality um, government positions in this country. There could be something under, like, state or interior or something. But, like, not cabinet level. 
um, which is the people that are advising and taking part in any way. I'm not going to go into what a cabinet is. Anyway, okay. Um, so yay for Sweden, not surprising, um, but also just like, yay, gender equality on International Women's Day. What a concept. Um, okay, I'm getting snarky now. Anyway, uh, so that was King Carl Gustav's event, and then today Crown Princess Victoria in Prince, and Prince Daniel took part in a digital meeting with Business Sweden as part of an ongoing effort to see how COVID has been impacting Swedish businesses. Um, they just posted the readout on this right as I was recording, so I don't have a whole lot to say about it because I didn't read it yet. Um, but if there is anything interesting, we can talk about it tomorrow. Um, but I don't think there is. Um, so that is the end of this episode. I'm sorry it went so long, but I think a lot of what I said at the beginning was really important. Um, and also like, I just have been having a day where like talking about Royals is really fun, even though you would think the opposite today. Like it's just really engaging today. So I apologize if this is too long for you. I don't try to have them usually be this long. Like I said, 35 to 40 minutes is kind of my max typically. Um, but sometimes there's a lot of events and it's important days. So, um, that is it for this. I'm going to ask a couple of things of you. If you can visit the dailyroyal.com, um, you can see pictures and videos from events today. Uh, the daily Royal on Instagram has a ton of photos. Um, I, pl I played around today with posting my first reel on Instagram. That was fun. Um, and a couple of other things are changing up there. So that's really fun to pay attention to. Um, and then if you can like and review this podcast, wherever you're listening, that really helps it out a lot. Uh, so that is the end of this episode. I will talk to you all tomorrow, but until then have a great rest of your day. Bye.